As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. And welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, Andrew, and Alexis. But pause, wait, we have a new patron this week, um, Bill. Yeah. We have Bill as a patron now. I'm so excited. Bill is... Speaking of Bill, Bill is the mastermind behind what is Magic the Mouse Radio, where we are on every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Eastern. Eastern. <laughs> they also have a sister place. station, yes. brother station, cousin station, Park Pass. Park Pass, right. So thank you, Bill, for joining our Patreon. We're so thrilled to have you. Thanks, Bill, for joining. And you can sure join to check too. out Magic of the Mouse Radio. Yes, check out Magic of the Mouse Radio. Wherever you listen to your podcast. They have they have other podcasts on there, great stuff, other Disney music. And if like Mimi said, if you're looking for park sounds and music, head on over to Park Pass. And uh, yeah, you'll really enjoy that. So yeah, thanks a lot, Bill, for joining. We really do appreciate it. You too can join our Patreon family. Head on over to DisneyAssemble.com and click on the Become a Patron button. Yeah, we'd love to have you. We're going to do some exclusive. As a matter of fact, we just videoed some exclusive behind the scenes. It's literally the dumbest video I've ever seen. Preparation video. It's so us video, yeah. doing this and then I'm dancing to Hairspray. And that's all it is. Not dancing. Well, if you like tell singing. everyone, they're not going to want to watch it. Well, like you have to watch it. There's more nuance right. to it. Anyway. So head on over there join and you can get that video. Plus the other exclusive content like the Disney reassembled episodes we do. We do the Marvel assembled and the episodes. episodes. We're going to talk about Hawkeye again. Hawkeye. Two more episodes yeah. of Hawkeye. We gotta get that done. So, I yeah. love Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye's real good. We're not gonna talk Hawkeye's, about it here though. If they want to hear about, if they want to hear about Hawkeye, you gotta head over to the Patreon shop. One division. Something about Marvel and their shows that run in the winter. So good. Right. Anyway, okay. I, I, I want to apologize ahead of time. I'm getting a cold. I'm fighting allergies or whatever. I have the sniffles. I'm gonna try to look away from the mic when I do the sniffles. We don't have a sniffle button, but I apologize if you if the sniffles are coming. We don't have any buttons. We're on a laptop. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to go over here. I have to turn my head. All right, let me try it. Let me see if I turn over here. That's weird. I don't I'm like sure that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Don't make it, it as big a deal. All right, I'm trying not to. All right. Um, okay. Good so, stuff. so what else is going on? I came up with the topic idea this week, you guys. Yeah, like, tell actually, like, I'm so excited because I never come up with come up with topic ideas. So, you know how Christmas is magical? Yes, I do. You know how winter is magical? Yes, I do. You know how Disney is magical? Yes, I do. So, we're gonna talk about that. Assembling the magic. Hell yeah! Heck yeah! I <laughs> PG-13 episode. <laughs> We're sorry about that, guys. We apologize. Keep it family friendly. Keep it family friendly. I'm family. sorry. Heck yeah. That's I don't I'm... curse ever. You don't. You do I a really, really good don't. job of that. I right. just like, right. I don't know. That's okay. 
That's right. Anyway. We forgive you. Everybody forgives you. It's okay. I just started saying that through osmosis. Anyway, okay. So we have some things to talk about with the magic, but right. before we things do Things that, that we think that make Disney School just ended. It's magic. 3.30. Anyway, okay. But before we do that. Is it time for this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week? Yes. Okay, so let's have this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. Oh, boy. Mimi. No. You know Rabbit. No. Yes. Okay, Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Rabbit does all that gardening, right? Likes to grow crops in the garden, right? After a very unsuccessful season of growing crops, Rabbit decided to get into the music business. Do you know why? No. He had a bunch of sick beats. <laughs> Get it? He had unsuccessful growing season, sick beats. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> That's right. He got into the music business. Wiggity, 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 whack. All right, Rabbit. Yo, DJ Rabbit. Yay. I like that one. Right, there you go. That's I'm in a this very week's, good mood. That's this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. If you guys have a Disney Dad Joke that you would like to suggest for the show, please send it to us at DisneyAssembled at gmail.com. If we haven't used it before, we will seriously consider using it on here. We do from time to time get suggestions for dad jokes, but uh, sometimes they're ones that we've already used before. Right. So uh, but yeah, if you want to see the rest of the Disney dad jokes we've all used from the very beginning, head on over to our website, DisneyAssemble.com. There's a list, a whole page of our Disney dad jokes. So if you're at the Disney parks, I did this with your brother. Fred Disney parks and you're waiting in the queues. Open that web page and start telling some of those dad jokes. Yeah, the people, people around you. Around. Yeah, the people around you, they were laughing. They were getting into it. They were sharing jokes, too. It was a lot of fun. We were engaging with other, uh, 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 what, customers, I guess, or guests. Other guests oh, were engaging with other guests. I would say customers. Guests. That makes us feel. Yeah, we were engaging with other guests in line with using the dad jokes. So, yeah, it's lots of fun. All right. So, we also, in our last episode, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, one of our patrons, B, was that? Magic Kingdom. We talked a little bit about that. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, which came out late, guys, we do apologize. We just could not get it out on Sunday night at our usual time. It didn't come out till later on Monday night, I think. And so if you haven't caught up yet, we, um, yeah, go ahead and catch up. Check out last week's episode. It was lots of fun um, where we did some bargain. We did the bargains in um, bargain attractions, right? Epcot and Hollywood Studios, right? Yes. All right. But this week, okay. it's all about the magic, right? Heck yeah. All right, so I'm going to let you lead the conversation because you came up with this topic. You came up with most of, the, most of the items on the list. And I think our listeners would love, I would love to have this discussion with you. So, okay, yeah, yeah go for so, it. So just kind of jumping into it. One of the things that I think does, makes Disney, this is like Disney Corporation, not just, not just the parks, not just like, you know, the entertainment the industry. Whole, the whole, the whole, the whole Disney umbrella. Yeah, the whole brand. Everything anything under that the falls umbrella. Under, right. Anything that falls under Disney. So one of the things that I think makes Disney incredibly magical and it's what I'm so drawn to as an artist, as an author, is the immersive storytelling. I think Disney's innate ability to create, to create, do world building so intensely and then apply that to a physical setting like a park or um, into, not, I guess not, a, I guess a movie's not like a physical, tangible thing. You can't like hold a movie. But I think Disney has this just incredible uh, immersive storytelling program. And I think that that is something that makes Disney so magical for me because you can just really get into it. Right. And so when you hear about storytelling, obviously, if you're going to put out a, a movie or a TV show or a short, there is a story. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end, there's a conflict. You, you know what I'm saying? There's a protagonist, there's an right. antagonist, and all that stuff. And so it's easy to spot good storytelling there. However, I think to your point, the immersive storytelling that takes place in the theme park was something that Disney brought to the world. 
No one else had done that before. So everything is a story. It is everything the Imagineers plan has a story behind it, right? So when you go to the park, you are immersed in a story at some point. So when you go to Adventureland, you're in a story. And then each attraction has a story within that story. And so the immersiveness, the Galaxy's Edge, a great example. You and I, when we were at Galaxy's right. Edge, right? It is a completely immersive experience. And you feel like you are part of a real story, something that's really going on. And I think that's a testament. And only Disney does it as well as they do. And no, yeah, exactly. And like, I think, I think even past the park, like, if you're interested in a, in a franchise of Disney, in a, in a specific story, there's, there's background information of lore and things that you can look into and like really get into it. Like when I was really into Gravity Falls, like there was tons of Gravity Falls lore that Disney had released through books and that made their way to the internet. And I was able to like get into it aside from like what the show was giving me. Exactly. And I think all of that attests to, into, to immersive storytelling. It's not just like the physical surrounding of like being in Galaxy's Edge at the park. It's like having a bunch of random background information that might solve the end puzzle. And, and that's like, where all those little Easter eggs that are dropped in. They're part right. of the story. They help Easter complete eggs the story. are everything. Right. So, so yeah, I think you came up with this as the very first thing you thought of when you talk about Disney magic. And this is a great, I mean, this was a perfect example of Disney magic. So yeah. a great way to kick off our list of the things that make Disney very magic. All right. What's the next one? Okay. So kind of bouncing off of that and jumping around the physical list. Disney's attention to detail is everything. Again, it kind of flows into like the immersive storytelling, but without that detail, that without that genuine care about the work you're putting out, it doesn't feel the same. That's why the incredible sequel took 14 years. The detail on that movie is incredible. Again, with the with the background information story and the lore, and then some things that might happen in the future, and like the things, the Easter eggs, and and then even in the in the park. Galaxy's Edge having, you know, hidden entrances and exits and things like that. Like, t attention to detail is what Disney does best. Everything is in is intentional and purposeful, and it's it adds so right. much magic. It's Everything matters to Disney. And and so, like, simple things like, let's say an attraction goes down or there's a, there's a renovation going on. The signage being used. They don't just say, oh, it's up for renovation. I mean, it's, it's, it's themed. It's to the story. Right. There is a background to it. There's a detail to it. Even when they're blocking off with a wall... You know, something is being redone. It's done purposefully that the detail around that says so it doesn't just look like some wooden panels, right? It's painted. Mm -hmm. It's part of the story. It helps blend into the background. That attention, even in the bath, you go to the bathrooms at Disney, the attention to detail to keep the theming and the storytelling going for every little piece, like is it, really spectacular. And I do right. agree with you. The detail around you know every little piece, like the color of the brick and the color of the how the walkways change colors from one spot to another and the, and the choice of plants to make sure that the color and the, and, and, and the theming stays consistent. Yeah. Attention to detail and immersive storytelling kind of go hand in hand because it's like, even in the, in the lands in magic kingdom, like Fantasyland have, has its own kind of brick, like you said, and then, you know, Adventureland has different kind of plants and like that is immersive storytelling with that attention to detail. And it's just, it, it just makes everything so much nicer. But it ties everything together. And without that attention to detail, without paying attention to sight lines and viewpoints and forced perspectives and all these things, it, it, everything would fall apart. And so without the attention to detail, the immersive storytelling, I agree with you, wouldn't be nearly as convincing right. without the details. 
Right. right. So there you go. Okay. I think Disney's diversity of entertainment makes it magical. It has parks. They have musicals written based off of their stories. They have movies. They have animated movies. They have TV shows. They have animated TV shows. They've got, you know, lists and lists of things to to gather Disney entertainment and to let it bring you happy regardless of if you can't any walk of life. Any, anyone from any walk of life can walk in and enjoy Disney because there are just so many mediums of which to enjoy it. Absolutely. You have animated movies, you have live action movies, you have TV, like you said, Broadway shows, Disney on ice. Yeah. Right? Who the, does that? Who does shows on ice? Like, I know that's a thing because like they're ice, like professional ice skaters, but like who does that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, Well, there's even in the parks, right? They have different types of parks. They have different types of attractions for all ages. There is shows in the parks, fireworks, you know, nighttime shows, you know, daytime parades, all that good stuff. Music, which I think we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. The other thing about diversity, keep in mind, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, you know, Marvel. I mean, the, there's so the, many. The, 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 the volume of things they have available to them to entertain people is impressive. No, yeah, it's like Disney and then it's subcategories and then there's categories inside those subcategories. And then even getting down to the finite details, there's like different, just every, any and anyone can enjoy something coming out of Disney. And also keep in mind, you know, ESPN is owned by Disney, ABC. I mean, so you have all this catalog of things. So the diversity of entertainment that's available helps keep the magic going. Yes. Yep. All right, what's next on our list? I kind of jumping around to the more, um, film aspect of disney they have disney has created tons and tons of relatable characters there's a character if you are feeling a certain way there's a character out there with a story that relates to you and i think that that is something that's really admirable and makes disney very magical because when you have things that are relatable people are more likely to pay attention like i talk about taylor swift a lot not on the podcast but outside in in my regular life but that's what i think makes taylor swift so so um What's the word I'm looking for? She has just like pull, like people people um, navigate towards her right. because she has she's been in the industry for 15 years, and she's has tons of albums that stretch across any emotion that you could possibly feel: sadness, anger, heartbreak, happiness. Um, you know, the feeling of being in love, like all of those things are um, available to you in her in her discography, mm-hmm. and it's the same with Disney. If you're sad, if you're happy, if you're in love, if you're um, angry, if you're disgusted, like there's something out there that's going, that is going to, that you can view or you can, you know, intake that is going to validate your emotion. And you're going to be like that, that fits, that feels right. And that, that is incredible to me. There are so many characters in the Dizzy catalog that it's hard to describe, you know, why this makes things so magical because there's so many of them and there's a character for everyone. There's, there's many characters for everyone. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. With the number of characters Disney has, you would think that at some point characters would be, they would be repeating the same character right. over and over again. Almost every Disney character is unique in its personality, in its style, in its motivation, in its place in the Disney catalog. I mean, yes, there are some exceptions to that. I think if you look at Little John and Baloo, and they're kind of the same. You know, they're very similar. Right, but they serve right? different purposes. They serve different purposes, different stories, and so forth. So I would say 
not just the rich diversity of characters, but that they're so relatable, right? That there's a, like you said, there's a character for everyone. There's multiple characters for everyone and every character, there are no throwaway characters in the Disney in the right. Disney universe. Right. And so I think the characters, you know, you see them walking around, everybody's attracted to him because every one of them connects to you in some way, shape or form. Exactly. Right. Next. Um, also on the, on the movie film aspect, <sighs> Disney music, Disney music is so magical. Everyone knows the words to at least one Disney song. Many people know the words to multiple songs. They're popular ones. They're underground ones. They bring nothing but happiness unless they're overplayed. Let it go. I see you there. But if you, if you're sitting in a room and someone starts playing a Disney song, people are going to start singing along. That's just how it goes. Like people love Disney music. I love Disney music. It's something that I, I don't know. Disney music just brings me pure joy and it's so magical and adds, I think, so much to the Disney magic. I think what makes Disney music so magical is that it also tells a story. Yes. And like I said, everything about Disney is about storytelling. Every song that we love about Disney has a story to it, whether it's Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. There's a story to that. There's an emotion attached to it. Colors of the Wind, another one that I really love. There's a story to it. There's an emotion attached to it. So, you know, yeah, the Disney music, we listen to Disney music all the time. And it doesn't have to be, it could be movie scores. It could be Star Wars. It could be Marvel. It could be Disney animation, Pixar. It's all great. And I agree with you. It adds to the magic. Are you going to shoot me with the little laser again? Just pulling out the laser. No, 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 no. On shot first. All right, now the music's not feeling so magical. All right, <laughs> so music. Definitely, I think music is part of what makes Disney magical. No, like, okay, like, I know I just did Star Wars, like, haha, funny gag, but like, theaters go silent when that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it just it incites emotion. And well, like, truth is, that came up before Disney owned it. But Disney okay. now owns it. Okay, but they could have stopped it. That's true. They kept it. The theater goes silent when the Marvel stuff starts playing too. Like, true. Like, you know that video? I don't know if you've seen it. It was really, it was big on Twitter. But it's like everyone in the theater is talking, chatting. It's like before, I think, Rise of Skywalker or something. Mm -hmm. And then some guy goes, dude, shut up. And then it immediately starts and everyone starts cheering. Like, that's what it's like. And like, cool. that was, that's what it was like at the end of Endgame when the, when the, Endgame score was playing too. Like people were crying and screaming. Yep. Like it was a big deal, you know? Yes, it was. All yeah. Right. So Disney okay. music, definitely something that makes Disney magical. On the topic of emotion, the nostalgia that Disney brings adds so much to the magic. You go first. Because right. you're old. Waiter, I'm waiting for my helping of nostalgia. I ordered some nostalgia for an appetizer and I'm waiting for it. Are you old enough to have nostalgia at 16? Yes. Okay. What what are I, I agree with you? I think the nostalgia around some of the stuff with Disney is definitely what adds magic. What types of things are you nostalgic about? Um, the Winnie the Pooh franchise. Yeah. Makes me very nostalgic because it, it just like reminds me of a time when I was younger and didn't like, you know, understand like and, quite what's yeah. going on. And I was yeah. just kind of living my life. Um, I think, I think there are things about Disney that make me, that remind me of memories that don't necessarily make me nostalgic. The seas with Nemo and friends riding it with me? Yes. Yes, that's a nostalgic. Nostalgia, I think, is a concept that is hard to understand. And yes. I, like, hard, I'm struggling to understand it because I am, like, still, like, really young. Sure. 
I agree with you. But a lot of people listening to this show are older than you. Right. And yes, Disney brings about memories from the past that are mostly joyful, that are things that you look forward to remembering, right? And so I think ultimately with nostalgia, if it's a memory that you look forward to having and you like having, I think it's nostalgic, right? Whatever it is that brings that memory on and that feeling on, that emotion on, is definitely something that I think would be considered nostalgic. And of course, Disney in our lives, in the lives of maybe many of our listeners, definitely plays that role, right? There is something, whether it's a ride, whether it's a movie, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a song, you start to get those feelings and you're like, oh yeah, it brings me back. It really right. brings me back to the good old days, right? Right. And so, yeah, I think nostalgia, that was a great, you brought that up in our preparation, this nostalgia, and that was a great item to add to this yeah. list of what makes Disney magical. All right. Okay. How many do we have left? We have four. All right. We have four left. Okay. So these kind of don't relate to each other at all. So I'm just going to go from the top down. Cast members at the park. Definitely You magical. wanted to add this one. Yeah, I did want to have that because, you know, cast members make the experience extra special. You know, when they're paying attention to you, when they're going out of their way to be extra nice or when they notice something happens and they do something to make your day better, you know, whether it's just, you know, if they see a kid who spills his popcorn and they bring them a whole new popcorn, you know, that's important, right? That's cool. Or a little, you know, they give you the sticker. Remember they used yeah. to just walk around and they give you the stickers, right? And whatever. I mean, all of those little interactions, you know, saying, oh, hello, welcome back, princess. Oh, happy birthday. When they see your birthday button. I mean, yes, they're trained to do these things, but they really go out of their way to make your experience, your stay at the park as magical and as memorable and as joyful as humanly possible. Yeah. And for that, unlike other parks, we've been to other parks. They're not rude. They just don't go out of their way to make it extra special. And so when the cast members are there and they're plussing in quotes, the experience to me, that's Disney magic. Perfect in action. Love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think everyone's got a story probably of how a cast member has done something to make their experience at a Disney park no, extra yeah. special. You kind of hit the nail on the head. So there you go. That's cast, magic. Cast members always go out of their way to make things better. Absolutely. I love when they say, when they say, welcome back, princess. That makes me happy. I like when they do that. Well, like the woman, she had the, you, she, you told she her. She had the same name as she me. Name she gave you. me the, And then the she gave stickers. you those cards, right? She didn't have to do that. She would have said, oh, that was cool. It was nice to meet you. But no, what did she do? She goes, hey, I got something for you. I don't meet many Irenes here. Right. And she gave you that. No, that's nothing. But she thought enough to do that extra. It was extra. It was just that little extra. And that's what makes a huge difference. Right? Exactly. All right. Okay. What's next on our list? The next one that we have on our list is Disney's current efforts for inclusivity. In the past, um, Disney hasn't been super inclusive or... Um, well, the content that Disney produced over time, I mean, some of it's very old and it's very outdated. Right. We talked about this in World History, about how you can't hold media or people from the past to today's standards because this, those standards didn't right. exist. According to the standards that existed back then, it was acceptable. Right. Some of the but things. now it's not. Right. Some of and it would not Obviously, they not can't go back today. and fix that. Right. And that's, that's just is what it is. But, but they in can the, look forward and do something different right. now. In the past few years... Should they have come in, come to this realization earlier? Yes, but they didn't. But now that they have, they, I think you can see an active change to want to fix it and want to make it better 
or at least make it better for the future because right. you can't fix the past. The past right. is what's happened. And right. there are always going to be people that don't forgive that or don't want to move on from that. But all you can do is really focus in on like the now and like how you can better yourself now. Right. The characters that are in the movies are more diverse. They're more representative of society as a whole. The, the role of females in the movies, the and role of, of, of people of color in the movies. All of these things are important steps to lay the foundation for too. the future. In the parks too. Right. So it even, and I would say the biggest sign of this and the reason why I think it's part of the Disney magic is, you know, Disney has four keys to delivering their experience, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't, uh, Danny's going to kill me. Danny went on our page. was cast room. But safety, courtesy, safety show or safety, courtesy, show efficiency were mm-hmm. the four. They've added a fifth one. And the fifth one is being inclusive. Right. The inclusivity. And so I think Disney has made a very clear decision, rightfully so in our opinion, to be more mindful and aware of how they can make their content, their parks, their experience more inclusive and available to everyone, not just certain people. Right. There still aren't any gay characters, though. But it's okay. We're getting there. You never know. Actually, that's there not are. true. That's not true. There are. There are definitely gay characters. I just got to think about it. Yes. Okay. Right. So but inclusivity, one, I think, yes, definitely part of the yeah. magic. Yes. The second to last one is the community that Disney Disney holds. And I think this is one of the biggest ones that is on this list. They're not in, we didn't list them in any order, but I kind of said them in the order that I think it's important. Anyway, the community that Disney brings is positive. It's uplifting. It's inclusive. And it holds Disney accountable for its actions. And I think that that is incredibly important and adds to the magic because you can't have an echo chamber to be, to grow, right? And Disney wants to grow. Disney wants to be better. And so to have this community that, you know, holds that accountability, but also has fun and wants to enjoy it and like wants to just like, you know, completely throw themselves into it and just live their lives and be joyful and childish and, you know, fall in love with Disney. And it's Mm -hmm. just... The community makes me so happy because like you can walk up to anyone in Disney World or Disneyland and just start talking and like you can have a full in-depth discussion about Disney and completely hyper fixate on it and just completely just like speak and just talk and nobody's going to care. Right. And I think that that is so incredible. And like even you guys, the podcast, the podcast listeners, um, fellow podcast creators, you guys add to that community and I'm so thankful for it, especially now that I have this platform that I can, you know, spew that. Sure. Your love of Disney into. We've met so many wonderful people through doing this podcast and through our social network uh, content. And these are people that we otherwise would have never known existed. And not just people in the United States, people all over the world, right? That we've connected with. We, we were a guest on a podcast uh, in, in England and we, you know, we've, we're scheduling a podcast episode. No, we're not. Friends no, and, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, we're, we're not. Yeah, the Canadians. Don't tell them. Don't yeah. tell them but, that. You know, it's a surprise. We no, love they, Canadians. Good. So, um, but the community is great. Now, I agree with you. It doesn't mean that everyone is Pollyanna. That everything's you know, Disney's not perfect. Right. It has its challenges, and people are rightfully critical of things that they don't like. You know, we're not a show. I think we don't spend a lot of time being negative, but that's by choice. But we're also not a show that thinks everything that Disney does is perfect. Right. Disney is not. We just choose perfect. not to talk about the negative stuff. And right. That's okay. Right. Because we're trying to keep it on the positive side. So. Right. You know, hey, I think the community is is largely very positive, very uh, supportive of each other. I mean, certainly there are, you know, 
areas of the Disney community that are very somewhat toxic. They only get they get caught up in all the negativity. Like you and I, we we we're not going to do an episode where we just spew negativity about you know decisions that executives have made or about executives themselves because right. I don't know. I just I'm not feeling the that's not a vibe that I I like to have. I like to keep it positive in my life. But that doesn't mean that I agree with everything. But I don't have to complain about everything, right? And so, but I think the community that we've built for this show and the community of people that we've met through this podcast has enriched our lives. I mean, our efforts to bring more joy into the world has provided us with more joy in our lives, which is yeah. all attributed to the wonderful community of people that we've met through this show. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the last one that we have is one of the more important ones. Again, not perfect. Definitely had issues. But Walt Disney himself is what started the Disney magic and what I think pushed Disney into giving itself the authority to make the decisions that it's made. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. But we're not going to talk about that. He started this. He is his own character in of himself. And I think that, that yes. By our nature, all humans are flawed. Walt Disney was a flawed person, but he did a lot of really good things to bring joy into the world and to enrich the lives of people. And he and his efforts continue to do that to today. What's interesting to me is that, and I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw a poll that was done where a very high percentage of people, I don't know what percentage it is, but it's much higher than I thought it would be in the world that were surveyed. Don't believe that Walt Disney was an actual real person. They think he was sort of not a real person. And, you know, Walt Disney, <laughs> has, Walt Disney has taken on this sort of mythological space, right, in the culture of America and, and in pop culture in general that, you know, did this guy really exist? Well, yes, he did really exist. Excuse me. But I, I think just the fact that even this long after his death, that we still talk about him and are grateful for what he did to bring this wonderful content into the world is a testament to how magical the ideas that he had that he followed up on actually were. Yeah. And so I think you can't talk about the magic of Disney without recognizing Walt Disney and everything that Walt did. And we should mention Roy. Because without Roy, right. there would be no Disney World. A lot of it would have fallen apart. Roy was sort of the guy with the business sense behind the scenes, making right. it happen. And Walt was, very generally speaking, the idea guy, right? But yeah, uh, Walt Disney, certainly, you can't talk about Disney magic without recognizing Walt's place. Because without him, none of this would be in existence. Exactly. All right. So... Right. That is what we have for what we think yeah. makes Disney magic. Maybe our friends out there have additional ways that they think Disney is magical. How can they get in touch with us? So if you guys have your own thoughts on Disney magic and what makes Disney magical, feel free to send us an email, disneyassembled.gmail.com, or message us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Disney Assembled. Um, if, you want support, if you want to support the show further, there's Patreon, like we mentioned earlier. There's also Bias of Dole Whip and our T Public store. But all of those links are on our website, DisneyAssemble.com. Make sure to check it out. Yes, please do that. And if you go to the bottom of the show notes today, you can leave us a voice message by clicking that link. It'll allow you to leave us a recorded voice message. We'd love to hear from you. 
If you haven't done so already, please on head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. We're trying to get as close to 100 of those as we can before our 100th episode. <laughs> this is actually, I think, episode 96. That's insane. We're getting very close to episode 100. So please, please, please help us out. If you haven't done a rating and review yet, please do so. We'd love to do that. Also, we have a YouTube channel. We want to do more with YouTube. But we're struggling to do more with YouTube because we need more subscribers to YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do a search for Disney Assembled on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. We really, really, really want to get to that 100 subscriber mark really soon. We promise we're going to be doing more YouTube content coming up really, really soon. Yes. All right. Mimi, great yeah. idea. You did, you came up with a fantastic topic. Heck yeah. Love it. Okay. I hope you guys so, enjoyed listening to the show this week, right? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> did I cut <laughs> you off? I cut you. Kind of you look like you were heading for the big finale. I was. All right. Go for it. Okay. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, see, see you real soon. soon.